Welcome to the Business Analytics and Analysis Podcast, your podcast on the world of analytics and analysis. This is episode four of the podcast. In this episode, I will cover how to go about writing clear requirements. But first, just a disclaimer. This podcast should be used as a guide. Each project is unique and different. Let's start with the basic definition of what a requirement is. A requirement defines what is needed or wanted as it relates to change. In the context of business analysis, a change warrants the business analyst to assess, elicit, and document the needs of stakeholders such that they add value to them. Why should you write clear requirements? Let's kind of delve into that question. So the bottom line is clear requirements equals successful delivery, which then equals happy stakeholders, which then equals a robust product. At the end of the day, the customers are looking for something that adds value and something that is robust. Let me throw out a couple of statistics. That on an average, $3 million of project costs companies using poor requirements practices an average of $5.87 million per project, a $2.24 million premium. This is crazy as far as requirements are concerned. If, if folks can take some steps earlier on, the requirements can be clear and well-defined so that the developers and testers can work on the exact scope and requirements of the project. The more time spent writing clear requirements, the more likely it is that the end product will function as expected. Writing requirements clearer clearly can reduce the cost of building the product. The evidence that the stakeholders should be concerned about the clarity of the requirements and what is documented is when they don't understand the requirements themselves that have been documented. Essentially, it's, the, it's not the, the business analyst who's gathering requirements. It is the process involved in steps taken to gather those requirements that need to be honed in. By writing clear requirements, it will definitely make you a better business analysis practitioner. It doesn't matter if you're a newbie or an experienced business analysis practitioner. Building clarity uh, is essential. The, uh, believe me, the testers and the developers and stakeholders will thank you for that. You may ask yourself, well, what are bad or unclear requirements? And honestly, you won't know they are bad until you've written a bad requirement and someone points that out to you. In this podcast, let's use the word unclear and not bad because there are no good things or bad things. There's just things that need clarity. Here are some examples of unclear requirements with examples. The, the use case for this example is to design the homepage for a blog. Requirement one. The website visitor shall have the ability to not purchase the item. These requirements are irrelevant. Another example, requirement two. Requirement in the same document where it says the website user shall have the ability to log into the account on the homepage. 
in the same document, there's a third requirement where it says requirement further along in the same document, the website user shall have the ability to log into the account on the contact us page. Essentially, these two requirements are inconsistent and conflicting each other. Requirements are negative. In this example, requirement four, it says the website user won't need to click the payment submit link more than once. So there is a negative connotation here, which I think a lot of people get confused. I know I do. What are some steps that you can take to achieve clarity in your requirements? Let's look at a couple of steps. Now you may decide to build your own template and kind of follow those steps. As I said earlier on, it depends upon the project itself and it depends upon other situations. But this is just a guide to get you started. Step one, follow a requirements template. Now imagine for a second that you are a new teacher thrust in the midst of chaotic kindergartners. I bet you would feel overwhelmed and want to run away, pretty much the flight or fight situation. I imagine that you're a brand new VA in an organization that is thrust into a new $100 million project. I bet you would feel overwhelmed and asking yourself, why the heck did I ever want to be a VA? In both situations, the teacher and the VA should have tools that they can use. A template is only a tool that adds structure and makes sense out of chaos. Ask around if there is a company standard template or if not, use one that makes sense. That being said, make sure the following sections are in any template. It should kind of have the background of the project, a section on glossary, section on assumptions and constraints, what's in scope and out of scope. Now this is an important section. Essentially this kind of provides you the boundaries in which you need to gather business requirements. The next section is business rules. Then you have your business requirements, which is more of like a higher level business requirements or business needs that tie to some form of, of uh, business objective strategically. Then you have your functional requirements and non-functional requirements and attachments, examples, and models. Understand the assumptions before you delve into the requirements. After all, assumptions basically equal the unknowns, which basically are the risks to this project or to your requirements. Step number two, avoid the usage of and slash or in one requirement. A few years ago, I attended some Toastmasters sessions and among their guiding principles is to avoid the use of hmm and ands while you speak. It's the same principle with requirements. If you have an and slash or on your requirement, this is a sign to break out the requirement into two requirements instead of one. Step number three. Now this may be very small and petty, but usage of, usage of shall, shall, should, will, but versus must in your requirements and when to use those words. When I first started out, as a VA, there was this big debate on the uses of shall versus must. The usage of the word must enforces something and may not be ideal to use if the stakeholders have a desire to see specific functionality. However, the word shall has been pretty much universally accepted by the internal and US legal system. Here's a breakdown of when to use these words in your requirements. Will, use as a statement of fact, as an example, 
the report will contain the following data elements. In this case, the report exists and therefore the requirement is to replicate the existing report. Should. Use the word should to indicate a requirement that is not mandatory, but should be looked into to see if this can be implemented. For example, the website user should have the ability to interact with the CSR via chat. Shall. Use when the requirement is binding and must be implemented slash verified. For example, the user shall have the ability to click on the submit button. Must. Use when the requirement is mandatory. The recommendation is not to use this. Step number four, mind those TBDs. Developers and testers dislike the word TBD. A TBD is okay to include in the requirements. However, one trick to use for TBDs is to at least get a temporary understanding of what the TBD should be and include a rationale as to why the requirement is left as a TBD. That is an example. A requirement could be the system shall be up 10 to 20 hours a day. Rationale? The CSRs use the system from 7.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time during business hours. There can be instances when the system is needed by the business beyond those hours. In the example provided, it is perfectly okay for the business to provide a range of hours. It's only when the developers provide the system impacts to those hours. And there has been a conversation around what works and does not work by both parties, that the hours of the system can be determined. Now, as I mentioned earlier, there is a disclaimer around following these steps. One is, it depends upon the project type. It depends upon what your effort is uh, on the project. And number two is you may decide to use this as a starting point, but you may decide to create your own template that works for you and your environment. Number three, I'm just gonna add this on, is within an agile environment, typically, Projects are done based off of stories. Now, in some instances, you may need to follow the same exact steps, even to gather those requirements uh, for a story. Now, it may be a little different, it may vary, uh, but in general, I would highly recommend just making sure you have a checklist or a template to follow in order to kind of close the loop of requirements for that, for that story. Just to summarize, um, the steps involved to get you started in documenting clear requirements is to follow requirements template, avoid the usage of and ors in one requirement, be mindful of the usage of shall, should, will, and must in your requirement, and mind those TBDs. I would love to hear uh, about your requirements practices and how you go about writing your requirements as well as making them clear. So thank you so much for joining me in this journey. I appreciate you listening to this podcast. If you do want to read the article that is related to this podcast, it can be found on my website. It's baknowledgeshare.com. Once again, that's baknowledgeshare.com, as well as on Medium. That being said, until next time, please do subscribe, and I look forward to chatting with you. Thank you.